How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Weekend Variety Show for Saturday, August the 21st. Hello, everybody. Hope your weekend is off to a tremendous start. And today, what I want to talk about is barriers of entry with video games. And I wanted to talk about this because it kind of came to the forefront to me as I started to delve into the world of board games. And I very, very quickly realized how much easier it is to play a video game than it is to play a board game. And that doesn't mean that there aren't any barriers in video games, but that's kind of what I want to explore today. And I think you can look at this at both a macro and a micro scale. Let's start at the macro, something like price. I think it would be fair to say that once upon a time, the price of video games was very much a barrier. There were very few consoles out there, there wasn't much of a secondary market, and games were very expensive. Not to mention the fact that you also needed the hardware, the console itself. So it was a few hundred dollars for the investment of the hobby, and then you had to add on to it with extra stuff. Nowadays, that isn't such a major issue, right? You have things like the Xbox Game Pass or PlayStation Now. And of course, you still do need the hardware, but they are working really hard to make that price point as small as possible. They sell these consoles at a loss in order to make it at least somewhat accessible. And then, of course, that price can range depending on whether you're playing on PC or a handheld device of some kind. But regardless of where you're playing, once you actually have the platform... If you're willing to wait, if you have patience, then there are so many games now that you can get for free or for really, really cheap that are comprehensive, enjoyable, very good games. You compare that to something like board games where the most popular games can be, I guess, somewhere between $30 and $100, depending on how big it is. But I think you very much do not see the same level of sales. I think they are a little bit more evergreen. So you can buy a board game that came out 10 years ago and it's going to be just as good. Nothing has really changed. Whereas if you buy a video game from 10 years ago, it might feel a little outdated, and that's why it goes on sale. Here's another macro barrier that I think is pretty unique to video games, which is the way that we actually interact with it, and, and the form of media that it takes. So the way I see it, there's kind of three different ways that you can play a game right now. You can buy the disc, right, the physical release. You can buy it digitally, and both ways you're hopefully going to own it in some way. And then you can stream a game. Again, either through a subscription or through a cloud service or something like that. And that's obviously a relatively new thing. And I think that that barrier mostly comes in for people who don't have great internet options. Some people have data caps. Uh, I have a friend who lives in northern Canada who has to buy games physically because they only get like 100 gigabytes a month or something like that. And they can't waste it on downloading video games. And forget about streaming video games or any of these online-only options. That's a huge issue for them. And with physical releases only getting more and more unpopular, I guess, from the publisher side, we're definitely going to have to see some dramatic growth in terms of infrastructure around the world, not just in, in the Americas, where I am. Uh, let's zoom in a little bit. Let's look at the games themselves. I think we see a lot of barriers in terms of accessibility really opening up these days. You know, look back even five, ten years ago, and we weren't talking about accessibility nearly as much. You might have a colorblind mode every now and then. But for the most part, you know, people with vision and hearing issues, uh, difficulty holding a controller, anything like that, is still a, a huge issue in the world of video games, and one that we're slowly working towards. I mean, you have, you have companies like Microsoft making the Xbox Adaptive Controller, and that's really great. Okay, and the last barrier that I'll mention here is tutorialization. I think this one is very interesting. 
I think when it comes to new gamers coming in and trying something for the first time, there's a lot of things that video games will do on the basis of kind of gaming culture, right? There are expectations that we set across all games, like press A to jump, that somebody who's never played a video game before is not going to understand. And again, something that is slowly improving over time, but I don't know, I just think it's, it's really easy to overlook a lot of these things of, hey, you know, I want to bring somebody into my hobby, let's just do it. Well, it's a lot easier for you to start a new game. It's not easy for everyone to start a new game for the first time. Incidentally, in the world of board games, it's having to do that every single time because you have to learn the unique rules of a game. It could take like an hour just to learn how to play the game. Anyway, uh, I am totally out of time. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Please let me know if you have any thoughts on anything I shared today. I wish I had more time. I could totally keep going. And uh, hey, I'll be back with another weekend variety show tomorrow. Okay, so until next time, happy gaming, everyone. the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Uh, folks, I'm going to take some advice that I got on the Discord server from Krim, because yesterday I called my time playing Guitar Hero, or what they call Clone Hero, uh, a waste of time, and Crimson yelled at me. And you know what? I, I'm on board with that. I should not have come on this show and said playing a video game was a waste of time. I had a lot of fun. And you know what? I did it again today, so sue me. I, I just played a couple of hours of Clone Hero uh, and it's been a great time, I'll tell you what. There's so many, like, customization options that you can do in this game where you can, like, have a funky, like, cosmetic for the highway that your notes are coming down on. You can have these animated videos playing in the background, because obviously they don't have, like, the 3D rendered characters. And you can, like, play a bunch of songs that you never would ever see in a Guitar Hero game. It is so good. I'm having a great time. So, I don't know, that's gonna be my obsession for... A little bit, I think. I'm still trying to figure out a way how to get it properly set up on my TV so that we can actually have multiple people playing, because uh, my only solution right now is to just bring my computer all the way upstairs, and I don't want to do that. I have, like, every USB port on this computer filled in. I think there's, like, nine of them, and I hate having to unplug all of them, replug some of them, bring it all upstairs. Oh, it's nonsense. Anyway, today is going to be a fun day. We have uh, my roommate's parents coming over for dinner because it's going to be their first time actually seeing the place. So we're going to make food for them, play some board games probably, and then uh, I'm actually going to dip this evening because, oh my god, if you are somebody who watches wrestling, particularly AEW, uh, by the time you're listening to this, the event has probably already happened, but there is this wrestler who is just like legendary in the scene, who has been away from wrestling for the last seven years, and he's like a cultural icon of, of the, I mean, if I can call it a sport, I guess it is a sport in, in some way, of the entertainment medium. And he's been such a huge topic of discussion in the wrestling world for seven years now. And he's uh, basically, it's been confirmed that he's making his return. I mean, they wanted to make it a surprise and it just totally didn't work out. But anyway, I, it's like the biggest thing to happen in wrestling for a very long time. So yeah, if, if the parents are not gone by 10 p.m., then I am sneaking over to... Uh, to watch the show so i can see that i learned how to like get this show on on uh my pc proper for once because i was just pirating the show the whole time because in canada the whole telecom network is so screwed up if you don't want cable but you do want to watch anything that is on cable you basically have no options like online streaming services are very limited and they're almost always tied to your cable network 
because of the way that they've set up the laws here. And so again, if you don't have cable, then you're just kind of screwed. So I had to learn how to get like a VPN and go purchase the the show because uh, I've never actually watched it live. I only ever watched it in retrospect. So now I'm going to watch it live in that sweet, sweet HD. And uh, what else? Oh, that's about it. That's going on with me, to be honest. Uh, The reason why I chose today's topic for the show is because I was thinking actually about the last thing that I was talking about there, the tutorialization. Uh, Because every time I want to learn a new board game, I go, oh, God, like I have to delve into the YouTube videos and the instruction manual. It takes so long to figure out what to do. Whereas nowadays, you know, I've played so many video games that I can just I mean, I can boot up pretty much any video game and and figure it out. But then also the game is always prepared with some kind of tutorialization for an experienced gamer. It gives you just enough to understand what you need to do and then kind of throws you out there. And that's good enough for me and probably good enough for most of you listening to this, but that's not so in the world of board games and I'm sure many other mediums. I don't know, I've tried thinking of some, but like, well, you know, I started reading comic books recently, like before things like Marvel Unlimited existed, that was probably a really hard one to get into. You have to learn all the terms, you have to order the thing from the store and then go pick them up on another day. Oh, anyway, that's enough yapping. Thanks for being here. Uh, Hope you're having a great weekend and we'll chat again tomorrow, okay? Ciao.